Welcome to another inspirational message from City Life Center Church. If you are ever in the area, come visit one of our services. We would love to meet you. Enjoy the message. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is, and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. Are you in? All right, let's go. God bless you. Have a seat. Oh, you know, God has put a dream in your heart. God's given you a vision in your mind. Uh, it's a future that's not yet been realized. And you know it. It stirs in you. It's something you think about. You dream about. It's there. Some of you, it's been around for years. It's something you're wired for. And your faith is going to get you there. In fact, this uh, 5X Faith campaign, you just heard Colby and Preston mentioning again, it's, that's what this is about. In fact, the ushers have these right now. And, uh, and if you, for some reason, if you have not received one of these, the ushers have these in their hands and they're excited to hand them out to you. If you, I don't see any ushers standing. That's a hint. That's a clue. Uh, Colby, would you help us out, please? <laughs> but, uh, uh, in fact, here's what I want. If, if you have not yet completed one of these, in fact, if your name isn't on that little building right over there, if you've not yet completed a 5X Faith Challenge card, which is three, two or three areas that you want to see God do five times growth in your life, your home, your family, your business, I want you to fill this out because I want to be in prayer with you because I want to see your name up there because I want to be in agreeing in prayer with you. So if you've not yet filled one out, and I know there are several who still have not had the opportunity to do that, lift your hand. Come on, just lift your hand up. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. We don't, we're not shy around here. Lift your hand up. Someone's going to get this into your hands right now, okay? Right into your hands. Keep your hands up. If your name's not on, I'm, like, I'm going to go over and read the names, all right? So I'm going to have you stand up. No, I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> you go, oh, no, he's actually going to make me have faith. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, thank you for getting those. Complete that because I love it. Every time I walk into my office, right there are your cards. And I'm praying over you, your businesses, your life every day. Don't you want that? I want that. I love that. A lot of you have already filled out those 5X faith dreams for your house, and I'm praying with you, and I'm praying for you. And between you and your destiny, though, I'm telling you, there is an obstacle, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, it's not a small detour, but it's a huge detour. It's a mountain, really. And it's a mountain that screams at you. It's a mountain that intimidates you. It's a mountain that threatens your existence. It's a mountain that won't let you pass. It's a mountain that, that causes you to stop and maybe even get discouraged. Maybe even feel like just giving up. This mountain is trying to define you by its terms. It's a mountain that's telling you that it's time you take its name, the name of the mountain, as your identity. See, what mountains do is they, uh, they, they cause your adventure highway progress of serving Jesus and toward that faith goal or faith vision you have for your life to halt. And those mountains have names, names like debt, marriage breakdown, depression, cancer, uh, discouragement, self-loathing or self-hatred, uh, a tragedy, a breakup, a bad business deal. And these, these mountains are things that happen to you. Maybe you caused it, maybe you didn't. But they threaten to halt your progress forward. 
But today, we're going to move some mountains. You guys want to do that? <laughs> today, we're going to quit allowing those mountains to dictate our destiny. Today, we're going to stop enabling the mountains to give us their identity. Some of those mountains are going to become level ground right in front of us today, and I believe that. Today we're declaring something, and it's on the screens. Take a look at it. It says, what happens to me is not who I am. Come on, will you say that with me? What happens to me is not, come on, say it again. What happens to me is not who I am. All right, get your Bibles, open them up to Joshua chapter 1, get out your notes, get ready to write some things down. I'm, I really believe this is going to be good. I, I've been excited about this message all week long, and I'm still excited this morning. Okay, now as you're turning, turning there, uh, I just want to give you a little background. Uh, you've all heard about Moses. He's the prince of Egypt that delivered God's people out of Egypt, out of slavery. And he received the Ten Commandments, and he prepared God's people to take the promised land, which is modern-day Israel, uh, as their new home. But they were in the desert. They were down in Saudi Arabia for about 40 years. But then Moses, he died at the age of 120, just before moving into the promised land, and his second in command took over. The second in command was a man by the name of Joshua. Say Joshua. All right, that's where you're turning, Joshua chapter 1. Joshua was the one who took over the leadership of, oh, probably about 2 million Jews total. And it was his moment. So he was ready to go. The new leader, Moses, was dead. And he was both a, a national leader. He was also a military strategic leader. Uh, he was a man of incredible faith. And for 40 years, he had been serving as Moses' uh, right-hand man. And, and this is really the moment he'd been preparing for all of his life. Uh, he, 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 he just couldn't wait for this moment. And it was right there. And basically, here's what God says. It's time for you, Josh. Come on. It's time. I'm wanting you to go for it. You know, God often does that. And a lot of times, God will take a lot of time to work in us for something that he needs to do in us, to train us to be the godly leaders that he wants us to be. And, and he works in us. And, and quite often, that means you serve under someone else. You learn by faith, by having your faith stretched your faith is stretching right now. And God, what God's doing, though, is, is he's giving you those experiences, and you're going to learn from those experiences, and it's going to train you uh, through the ups and the downs regarding how to deal with this stuff. Uh, sometimes it makes you feel uncomfortable. Sometimes there's a lot of pressure, uh, pressure to stop, pressure to cave, pressure to give up, pressure to just say, well, I don't know if I can do this anymore. But, but really what it's doing, that pressure that you're feeling is preparing you for the greater things that you'll be doing in, out there than you're currently doing now that you actually have dreams and faith for. Now, here's a word of advice. This is just, an, just a little, little word of advice. Don't short circuit your process. Don't get frustrated and discouraged in the middle of your process because that is a certain way to derailment. See, Joshua remained uh, faithful and he remained loyal, but now his time has come and his years of serving under Moses is now going to be put to the test. And Joshua's faith is now going to come under immense pressure like he had never known. But he was prepared for it, but it was going to be huge. See, God had prepared him for this moment, and here we're going to read in Joshua chapter 1 exactly what God unveiled to him. Now here's the cool deal. I love Joshua chapter 1 because it's exciting. This is the moment he had been waiting for. Time to step forward and take the promised land that he had personally spied out some 38 years earlier. 
Here it is, Joshua 1, verse 3. Look at what God says to him. He said, I will give you every place where you set your foot. I've studied those words. That means set your foot means when you, wherever you walk with force, walk forcefully, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. Wouldn't you love to have that from God? (laughs) As it was with Moses, so I am with you. I will never leave you. I won't forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. And the, the, the chapter just keeps going on and on and on and on. Over and over, God keeps saying, be strong, be courageous, be courageous, be very, very strong, very courageous. Wouldn't you love to have a promise like that? But, but if you read Joshua chapter 1 carefully, you're going to see that God did keep telling him this one thing over and over. You have to be strong and you have to be full of courage. In fact, a lot of courage. Now think about that. Why? Because if God had already given it to him, if God had promised it to him, then why would he need super strength and mega courage? Was Joshua missing something? Well, truth is, yes, he was. He was missing 31 somethings. See, there were 31, let's call them mountains, to subdue for him to fully abide in the promise that God gave to him in Joshua chapter 1. See, in order to conquer each of these, uh, these mountains, he absolutely, positively had to be very strong and extremely courageous. See, see he had to now be full of faith like he had never been before, absolutely knowing without a shadow of a doubt that God was with him and that his identity was with God. Now, now these 31 mountains are actually 31 kings, kind of like little city-states. You know, you studied that uh, in, in history in Greece. It's these 31 kings who had authority over the land that God had given to Joshua. And Joshua, what he had to do is he had to creatively make war with every single individual king in a different way, and he had to drive them out. And it wasn't going to be a simple task, and it would take years. It would take focused determination. It would take strength. It would take courage. Now, God has given you some promises as well. And you're going to need to conquer some mountains to get to those promises. So here's my encouragement for you today. is to have focused determination. Because I'll tell you the truth, you have some challenges ahead. Yes, God did say every place where you put your foot, I've given it to you. But God also says, be strong and have courage. We like to focus on the first part. That next part is like, wow, that's tough. But but the the reason is, is that God knows adversity is going to come your way. And there will be battles and there will be challenges. And every mountain, every challenge, every king has a name. The terrain is different in every situation. The mountain is different. Some are huge, some are smaller, but they all intimidate us, especially when our focused determination seems to go away and we become discouraged and we're not encouraged. 
I'm going to tell you guys, that's why I come to church. I come to church so I can get encouraged to grow in my faith so I can resist intimidation from the stuff that life throws at me because there are some huge mountains in front of me and there are some huge mountains in front of you. Now I want you to take a look forward in Joshua chapter 12. If you look in Joshua 12 verse 7, we're going to see a little bit of a discussion about the 31 kings. It says... In Joshua 12, verse 7, it says, Here is a list of the kings of the land that Joshua and the Israelites conquered. Now look down at verse 9, and it starts off by saying, The king of Jericho, and then what does it say? One. One. Where's the one? One. One. Ah. It's coming. Is there a slide that says one? No. Okay. All right. In the Bible, it says one. That was the point of this. I'm sorry, I messed up on the slides, guys. The point of this is at the end of each one of these, the Bible actually says, just look at the Bible, not the screens, all right? In the Bible, at the end of each one of these, it says one, one, one. So here's the deal. Even though it's not up there, you can do what the Bible says. Every time I read one of these kings, I want you to say one, all right? So the king of Jericho, and you're going to say all right, good, good. That, was, that was not, wasn't too hard, was it? You don't need the prompter to say it. You can do it, right? All right, let's try it again. The king of Jericho. One. All right, the next one is this. The king of Ai. One. The king of Jerusalem. One. The king of Hebron. One. The king of Jerum. One. The king of Lashish. You guys are doing wimpy ones. Would you go into battle like that? I know it doesn't say one. You have to say it on your own, okay? Come on. The king of Eglon. The king of Gezer. He was a really old geezer of a guy. <laughs> Just imagine, well, it's the geezer. It's like, that'll be an easy one, all right? Come on, come on. The, here's the next one. The king of Debur. One. The king of Gader. One. Okay, now, hold on. Why are you saying one? It's because each battle stands on its own. Each king needs a different battle strategy you don't build on each experience saying that's getting better and better and better actually every time you face a battle you feel like it's the first time you've hit a battle like that and you know what i'm talking about because every mountain every king stood as a focused intense very different act of warfare that's why it says one i want you to get hit this next one come on the king of horma the king of arad the king of Libna, One. the king of Adullam, One. the king of Makeda. In fact, do you realize you can insert your own names of your own mountains into this scripture? See, battle after battle that you faced, mountain after mountain that you faced, where God has given you grace to overcome. Come on, let's keep saying the names of these kings that he defeated one at a time. The king of Bethel, One. the king of Tapua. The king of Heifer. I know the king of Heifer was probably a cow. I, I just had, had a feeling there. We would know about that in Fort Worth. Here's the next one. Let's go. The king of Aphek. The king of Lasheron. The king of Madan. The king of Hazor. The king of Shimron Meron. He had a hard name to pronounce. No wonder he needed to go. All right. The king of Akshaf. The king of Tanakh. The king of Megiddo, One. the king of Kadesh, the, the king of Jokneam in Carmel. One. I think they made candy there. Don't you think that? that all right, yeah. In Carmel. The king of Dor, One. 
the king of Goyim and Gilgal, the king of Tirzah, 31 kings in all. See, God promised him, remember, every place he would set his foot, it was given to him. But every place where he set his foot, he would have to conquer another king and he would have to remove another mountain one at a time, not leaning on yesterday's success. And they learned it right after the first one. If you read the stories, they won at Jericho. They were so happy in the next one. Oh, the next battle is AI. This is going to be easy. And now it wasn't all that easy. You have to do it one at a time. And it takes faith. You know that. Because mountains get in our ways and, and sometimes we, we feel like we're moving out into something great and we've made our faith declaration and, and you're ready to move forward with your 5X faith. There are battles there. It happens in your house, in your business, in your home, in your personal life. It, it happens in our house as well, our church. When we were starting the church here, there were all kinds of mountains I didn't know would exist. You see, Joshua didn't have Wikipedia to tell him all about the kings that were out there. I mean, Wikipedia wouldn't have been right anyway. You know, he would, it's just, it, he, he didn't have any of that. Nor did I have a, a specific plan of exactly how everything was going to look here. Because all of a sudden, we start facing battle after battle, and we say, we're going to move forward with this. Uh, because we had to deal with these mountains. We had to deal with taxes when they were going to shut our building down. We had to deal with bills when there was no income. How do you pay, pay the bills when there's no income? How, how do you lead a church when there are no leaders? And everybody who walks to the door, you're kind of saying, do you kind of like God? Yeah, good, you're a leader. You know, that was kind of the way it was at the beginning. And you guys, some of you who are around there, you know it's true. Dealing with mockers. Dealing with weariness. But here's the truth. God has given us territory, and we must fight for it. Over and over, the Bible talks about this fight of faith. We are even called in the scriptures more than conquerors. So if we know we're going to face some mountains and some battles, then let's get the attitude that we're going to conquer them. But how can we be overcomers like the scripture says, if there's nothing to overcome. If life had no hurdles or no challenges, then we wouldn't even need faith. In fact, it's really easy to say we have faith when everything's going good, because we just say, yeah, I have faith. But courageous and robust faith is only forged when you're in the middle of a battle and you're facing a mountain. It's, it's, it's when you are conquering some really ugly, scaly, nasty-looking mountains with, with some focused determination that you begin to understand what faith is. See, because when your life is advancing, because I know for many of you, your life is advancing. And when this church is advancing, it upsets the enemy because the enemy is losing ground. And he'll try to halt you in many different ways, kind of like those 31 kings, those 31 mountains. Okay, so what are your mountains? You probably have different names than the ones that Joshua had. The names on your mountains might be relational, fracturing. It might be unemployment, the IRS, legal woes, or it could be offense or stress or unbelief, lack of experience, lack of education. But hear me today. What happens to me is not who I am. Come on, say it with me. What happens to me is not who I am. You can get past that mountain if you simply choose to hold on to Jesus and God's word. You can get to that new place. See, what once intimidated you as, a, as an impossible, large, slippery, steep 
threatening mountain is now almost invisible in your rearview mirror. See, Jesus put it this way. He says, if you have faith and do not doubt, you can say to this mountain, go and throw yourself into the sea, and it will be done. And then he says, if, it's contingent upon if. Okay, you know what that word is, that little word, if? It's a conjunction. Isn't that a conjunction? If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. So if you're facing a mountain, I want you to be encouraged in Jesus' name. If you're taking land, if you're advancing forward on your adventure highway with Jesus, that means that the devil is losing land, he's losing territory, he's losing influence in your life, and it's important to understand that the forces of hell, that are, they're, they're, they, are, they do not like the new territory that you're taking, and they don't want to give up that territory, but faith is the answer. Focused determination to fight and to take your mountains one at a time. And you need to be in thinking about what those mountains are. And I, my encouragement to you today is to get some focused determination to make those mountains crumble. It's, it's not going to be, it's not going to go away by just resting at the foot of your mountain and then beginning to build your identity around it because your mountains are not your identity. I've heard so many people say, Well, I am offended. <gasps> you are? That's, that's your identity? <laughs> Why? I am a failure. I am depressed. I am addicted. I am divorced. I am unemployed. Listen, a person of faith chooses not to attach I am to their setbacks or their failures or their mountains. You get that? All right, guys, come on. See, your identity is a child of God. And just like God was with Joshua in every battle, God is with you at the foot of that big mountain and he's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. So I challenge you to move the mountains and fight that good fight of faith, with focused determination. And as you do so, you can say this, what happens to me is not who I am. Come on, say it. What happens to me is not who I am. That mountain is not your identity. Like I shared last week, if, if you're wanting to move future forward, and you're, you're going to make the choice to refuse to camp at the foot of that mountain under that difficulty, then you have to have a faith that is, that is it's strong, it's muscular, it's robust, and it's resilient. And that faith is not just some mental ascent. It's not just moving into some zone or anything like that. Now, it's a way of living that simply moves mountains with the help of God, focused determination. It's just simply knowing who you are and remembering that God is right there with you in the process. It's about not giving up. It's about knowing and believing that God's promise for you is still ahead and you will receive it and you, my friend, will occupy it. See, it's when you have no resources and no, no opportunities and you have no advantage of your own that you have to lean 100% into God. And when you begin to do that, He does the stinking amazing stuff. It's wonderful. And then you know that it's God who's working. You can't help but give Him the credit. See, guys, that's how Christians are supposed to live. That's how I want to live. Because if nothing ever went wrong in life, we wouldn't have a need for faith. Right now we're living in a world that's contaminated with sin and disappointment and temptation and sickness and heartbreak. And, and it's real. I know it's real. But it's easy to have faith when everything's going great. 
But the deepest kind of faith, the courageous faith, the robust faith happens when things are not going so well at the base of that mountain. Hey guys, I, I don't come to church because I've got it all together. See, that is dead religion. I come to church because, and I come to church when things are not going well. Because I need encouragement from God and from others to keep going. The beautiful thing about the church is you don't have to feel intimidated because everyone's got it all together. Because the truth is, if you begin looking around the room, you start to feel pretty good. It's like, wow, look, I think I can make it because look who I'm with. You can look at me first and go, oh my goodness. If God can help him, then God can surely help me. You see, see Joshua had this promise. He had the promise that the land was already his. It belonged to him. Yet Joshua had 31 kings in his future that he had to defeat to take hold of the promised land. But today those 31 mountains, those 31 kings, are in Joshua's rearview mirror. And now they're actually part of Joshua's testimony of victory. See, mountains, really what they are, they are, they're opportunities for you to simply conquer, and then they're going to become part of your story. And the only way to defeat those mountains and those kings is one at a time. And notice, Joshua and God's people never said, I am Ai, I am Jericho, I am Megiddo. Nope, they never took the identity of the mountains upon them. They overcame the mountains and said, I overcame that by the blood of the Lamb and through Jesus Christ and His help. So here it is. What happens to me is not who I am. You might be in a dark valley right now and there's this massive mountain in front of you, but it's not God's plan for you to give up or to throw in the towel or to stop living by faith. No, it's time for you to fight with focused determination. And if you're feeling weak, if you're feeling that way, then that's all the more reason for you to be here today to be encouraged by this atmosphere right here and by the strength of God's people around you because you're not alone in your battle against hell. Peter said this, he said, Be alert. He also said to have a sober mind. For your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Now look at the next line. What does it say? Resist him. Say those two words with me. Resist him standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers even throughout the whole world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. You see, hell, the devil, is looking for someone to devour. The enemy quite often looks for someone who's disconnected, someone who is offended or who is defeated or who is wounded or alone, maybe someone who's angry or even self-righteous or arrogant, and they're sitting at the bottom of a huge mountain feeling sorry for themselves, and they're not standing in faith, but they're sitting in sorrow, and then the devil pounces. Hey, but guys, if we are going to stay strong and courageous, if we're going to stay on course with our visions and our dreams that God put in our hearts, then we have to keep moving forward and confront the enemy because he's out to sabotage everything you wrote on that 5X card. He wants to pull you away from God. See, Satan wants to give you this defeated identity 
of his choosing by naming you after the huge mountain that's in front of you. But what happens to me is not who I am. Come on, say it again. What happens to me is not who I am. We resist the devil. We stand firm in our faith. We have focused determination knowing that you're not alone in your suffering because if you're hanging around church, you'll find people sitting right next to you that are going through the same tough stuff also. And they've not quit, and you don't have to quit either. Your identity is a child of God, and that God will not leave you, and he will not forsake you. It's time for you to move that mountain. James says it best. He says, submit yourselves to God. And, and there are a lot of ways that we do that. One is with our worship. Another was just with our attitudes on a daily basis. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You spend a lot of time fleeing from the devil like I talked about last week when you really should be standing your ground. If you're determined to move some mountains then stay your course regardless of the setbacks and the challenges. Live future forward. See that mountain is not your identity. What happens to me is not who I am. Put that enemy under your feet. You are not going to live under his feet. Take the position of authority that you have in the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus and derail the devil's strategies that are trying to derail you. So your future, that, that, that dream in your heart, that's a promise from God. It's this glorious destiny. It's in Jesus and his promises to you, my friend, they're true. I'm asking you to join me and get down to business and start addressing your kings, your mountains, and see them defeated and moved out of your way. And then your testimony will be like Joshua. And your mountains, they will be moved in your life. And you'll be able to stand there and say one by one. And then you'll be able to name them. Name your mountains. Debt, one. Depression, one. Disease, one. Fear, one. Offense, one. <laughs> You're no longer defined by your mountains. No. Make them a testimony of your victory because God will never leave you and he will not forsake you. I'd like for there to be no movement at this time. Leaders, I want you to pray because this is the most important part of today right now. I want you to close your eyes and focus internally for a moment. Let me ask you a question. Are you ready? Hear me, everyone. Are you ready to get unstuck and get on with your life and overcome the mountain that's right in front of you? Are you feeling alone? Are you feeling discouraged at the base of that mountain? Are you feeling under attack by hell itself? If so, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Would you just receive this prayer right now all across this room? Receive this prayer. We're fighting together with believers all around this world right now. And I'm praying for you. We're uniting our faith. God, I pray that you will make yourself real to every man and woman in this room who's heard these words. God, show your presence, Lord, in the midst of the shadow of the mountain. And I just pray over you right now that you will receive strength that you will receive the courage of God, that you will be a person of focused, determined faith, keeping your identity in Jesus because you are a child of God and you are not defined by your mountain. In Jesus' name, just receive that. Receive it.
Also, maybe you're here today and you've never really surrendered your life completely to Jesus. Or maybe over the course of your life, you've drifted from relationship with God. If you want to know this Jesus that we talk about, if you want a new beginning, if you're ready to embrace that sense of purpose, God-given purpose, then I want to give you an opportunity to respond. If you want to be included in this, included in this closing prayer and you want to uh, give your life, surrender your life completely to Jesus, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand so I can join my faith with yours. Because faith is when you respond outwardly to what's happening inwardly. Hear me now. Jesus loves you so much. Loves you more than you can imagine. He died for you that you can have life and everything can change today. Would you lift your hand and say, that's me, Pastor Tim. I want to surrender my life 100% to Jesus today. Lift your hand so I can see it because I want to connect my faith with you. Now's the time. Thank you. Who else? Who else? I want to make things right. I'm going to surrender my life to Jesus. Today's the day I choose to serve Jesus with all my life. Thank you. Who else? Put your hands down. I want everyone to stand. And if you raised your hand, I want you along with the entire congregation of believers right here, right now to pray these words with me. Come on, pray it out. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. I believe you're the Son of God. Please forgive my sin. Today I give up my past and I embrace the future that you have for me. I choose to let you love me, and I will love you in return. Give me focused, determined faith to, <laughs> to overcome the mountains that are holding me back. Thank you for never leaving me. Thank you for never giving up on me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. For more information about how you can get involved with City Life locally, text CONNECT to 41411. Again, that's CONNECT to 41411. Or visit us online at citylifecenter.org. We would love to meet you.